Hello, and welcome to Hump Day Habits, the podcast where entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, and go-getters learn the habits, routines, and skills to take you to the next level in your personal, professional, and social lives. We're all about working on your business and life and not just in them. I'm your host, Sean Miles, and I'm here to help you have it better. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Hump Day Habits. Uh, we're happy to have you here. And if you're tuning in for the first time, this is actually part two of our episode on habits and what habits are all about and how to change them. So last time we went through like some habit basics. So if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you start there because we'll be discussing some concepts today as we as we work through changing a habit and creating a new habit. They're going to be really important to understand as you're as you're going through this. So please make sure to check out Uh, the previous episode, if you haven't already. So today we are going to talk about uh, changing an existing habit or creating a new habit. And kind of as we talked about in, in the last episode, there's really no such thing as like getting rid of a habit. And so this is something that's really important to kind of wrap your head around. So when I say this, it, it doesn't mean like you're stuck doing what you do forever and all eternity at all. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, it's, it's really just acknowledging that every habit is part of a loop. And, and when, we, when I say habit and when we, you know, kind of typically discuss habits, we're always talking about the routine, that routine part of the loop. So you've got the cue that kicks it off, the routine, which is what everyone conversationally refers to as the habit, and then you've got the reward. So all of those, every habit, every routine has a reward. And so your brain is going to want that reward. And if you just try and eliminate a habit and eliminate a routine, your brain is still going to want that reward. And so you're going to have a really tough time sticking with it because your brain is just going to be like, where's that reward? I'm still craving that reward. And that craving is really the kind of the engine behind that habit loop. And so if you're not satisfying that craving with the reward, you're you're dooming yourself to failure. And so that's what I mean when I say you can't really break or destroy a habit. You, you just need to substitute a new routine. So at the end of the last episode, we ran through the setup for a habit audit. And so as part of that audit, you were thinking about a work day and a personal day, so kind of two scenarios, and you were identifying the different routines that you have in your day. So, you know, down to like super granular levels, if possible, um, you know, that's optimal, but, you know, you start where you can start. Um, And you were identifying the time of day, that routine, and then looking at uh, what the cue for that routine is and, and making some guesses at the reward. So we're going to expand on that reward section in detail. And another thing I want to add is you can go back to that audit and, and start filling in like the amount of time that that routine takes. Um, and that's for kind of more detailed analysis when you really want to like dig into that and understand like your time management and, and do some really more advanced prioritization um, that 
maybe, maybe we'll talk through in another episode, uh, but we have a course on it um, in Habit Better where we really walk through these concepts in detail and take you day by day as part of the journal prompts. So you did that habit audit, I'm assuming. If you haven't, um, you can keep listening, but it's going to be a lot more helpful if you've got that audit in front of you. So now we want to look at each of those and we want to mark each routine down as helpful or unhelpful. And I say helpful or unhelpful because I'm, uh, I believe in the fact that there's really no quote unquote bad habits. There are habits that help you achieve your goals and build the life that you want. And there are habits that are unhelpful or don't help you achieve your goals and build the life that you want. So an example that I'm fond of is uh, professional eaters. So if you're a professional eater, sitting down and eating 15 hot dogs could be a very helpful habit for maintaining your competitive eating uh, you know, stamina. For myself, as a non-competitive eater, that's just going to lead to heartburn. And so that habit of eating 15 hot dogs would be unhelpful for me and helpful for a competitive eater. And so it's really important to kind of take the the bad out of it. Like there are no bad habits. It's just habits that help you reach a goal or build a life that you want and habits that do not help. And so go through your audit and, and mark each one as helpful or unhelpful. And like I said, it all depends on your goals and ultimately your goals depend on your values. And so this is something um, that we talked about in a previous episode, which is your why and understanding why you want to do things. And so having a firm grasp of that is really important to, to kind of getting to the root of whether habits are helpful or unhelpful. So, you know, you go through that and then make sure on your habit audit that you have identified a cue for each of these and taken at least a guess at what the reward is that that you're getting out of those, um, you know, out of those routines. So now, um, you know, you can pause, go do that, or keep listening. Um, it'll make more sense if you pause, but, you know, you can power through if you're on your run like I am when I listen to podcasts and then, and then come back. So the first step is we're going to look at these unhelpful habits. So pick an unhelpful habit that you have identified. So you've got the routine written down. And now we, I want to know and I want you to write down why you want to change it. And so we're, we're going to put up on our website a, a worksheet for you um, and you'll be able to find it under the this episode on Hump Day Habits on our website and, and you'll just be able to download a worksheet that's a habit creation and modification work, worksheet. And so why do you want to change this habits? And one of the exercises I would really encourage you to look at is five whys. We've talked about that in a previous episode. So it's, it's really the five whys was done by Toyota. And it's just about getting to the root cause of, um, you know, of things. And in this case, we want to get to the root of why you want to change the habit. Typically, this should tie back to like your values, your goals, which should tie back to your values. Um, so ultimately it should tie back to values and, and I just want to reiterate as I have in previous episodes, values are not morals and they are not ethics. 
These are things that are important to you, things that you value, um, and they should really not be external. It shouldn't be, you know, I want to do this because so-and-so told me I should do it. That's, you know, that's not a good reason. You need to have an internally motivating reason because this is going to serve as a way for you to, you know, you, you want to write that down so that you can reflect on it when you're feeling not, you know, when you're feeling unmotivated so that you can say, oh yeah, this is why I'm doing this, and this is important to me. Like, this really matters to me. So that's first step. Why do you want to change it? Now what we need to look at is the reward that you're currently getting out of this unhelpful habit. And this is going to be really, really important to, to get right, because if we can nail what the reward is that you're getting out of this, we can really start to make, you know, meaningful progress towards, towards changing this, this routine. So the way we'll go about doing this is, is we want to kind of know the cue. So we've done that in the habit audit. So we know what, what's kicking this off, um, what the immediate preceding action, maybe it's when I get angry, I, you know, lash out or something like, okay, why do I lash out? Um, so the why you do you lash out is, is that reward, you know, ultimately. And so there's, um, Charles Duhigg actually, uh, documented this down and it's a really great method. So what, what we want to do is take our new routine and, you know, we, we want to understand, like, what are we going to substitute in? So, you know, if, if we're, you know, trying to quit smoking, you know, what, what can we substitute in? And so maybe our first guess is like, okay, I'm smoking because, you know, I just, you know, I have an oral fixation or something like that. And so I'm going to chew gum. And so when you crave the cigarette, you're going to chew a piece of gum and you're going to record immediately your, your thoughts, like what's, what's on your mind, you know, right, right after this routine, you know, right after you start chewing this gum, like just what, you know, write down three to five things that come to mind. They can be feelings, thoughts, emotions, what have you. You just want to write them down, see where, and this will help you just gain awareness of where your head's at, right? You're just trying to understand um, you know, what, what is the thought process going, going through my mind? And so you're going to write down those thoughts and then you're going to set a timer for 15 minutes and you're going to think, do I still, you know, in this example, do I still want the cigarette? And if you still want the cigarette, then okay, this it really, you know, maybe it wasn't an oral fixation. Cigarettes are a unique example because there's a whole like chemical dependency component to it. But, you know, it, it could be eating a donut or, you know, lashing out. Maybe instead of lashing out, you write down the things you want to say. And, and it's like, okay, I just needed to vent. I don't actually have to yell at the person. I can just yell at the, my piece of paper. Um and so, but you are going to wait that 15 minutes and, and then reflect on like, okay, do I still want to do this, this routine that I'm trying to substitute out? And if you do still want to do the old routine, then, then we haven't quite identified what the reward is. And so we want to go back. And so I kind of want to revisit that whole process because it's, it's simple, but 
um, you know, the execution is a little more difficult. So it's, we've isolated the unhelpful habit. We have identified why we want to change it. And we're taking guesses at the reward by substituting a routine that we think is going to meet it. So, you know, we're, and we're doing that methodically by saying like, okay, you know, every time I come in to work, I, you know, grab a donut and go talk with coworkers. Okay. So maybe I just need to talk with coworkers. So I, instead of grabbing the donut, I grab an apple and I go talk with coworkers or, you know, maybe the first time I only grabbed the apple and I went to my desk and I still craved the donut. And the next time I tried talking to coworkers. And so a part of this is really being aware of all of the cues and situations in your routine. So this is also part of that habit audit when we looked at cues. Um, and so you're doing that right after you execute the new routine, you're writing what's on your mind, three to five things, you're setting a timer for 15 minutes, and then you're asking yourself, do I still want to do the old routine? And if you do, then, you know, go on to test two, you know, what's the new substitution that I want to try out? Um, if, if you don't, great, you've, you've hit, you've hit something. Um, and you'll want to do this for a couple cycles, you know, so it's not going to be like a one and done thing. You're really going to need to kind of pin down uh, uh, the, the and make sure that you've actually identified the the right um, reward that you're that you're getting out of this. Um, so that's that's kind of the you know the, that's the main process for looking at you know, replacing a um, unhelpful habit. So what about creating new habits? What, what can we do here? Um, and so with a new habit, we've kind of got a blank slate. So we, um, you, we still want to look at the cue, the routine, and the reward. We're gonna we, we can look at it a little differently because you know we're adding something in. So we you know what is the new routine? And then we're gonna we're gonna go back to that reward again. And and this time when we're we're thinking about the reward for the new routine, we wanna ask ourselves why we're doing this again. You know, my favorite question, why? Why, 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 why? Um, and again, this, you know, use the five whys technique. This should tie back to your values. It should be a root cause. Um, and that's going to be one form of reward for this routine. I'm sure there are other rewards. So, you know, a workout is a great one that I think people shortcut a lot. And I, I and people say, I want to work out because I want to get fit. Okay, great. Why do you want to get fit? Well, because, you know, I, you know, want to be able to, to have energy. Great. Why do you want to have energy? Uh, because it's important for me to, to be healthy and, and energetic. Okay. Well, why do you want to be healthy and energetic? Uh, because I want to live long enough to be around my kids. Okay. That's probably pretty close to like a core value is like being there for my kids. Um, you know, in that, in that example, or it could be, I want to be able to give my all at work. Okay, well, why do you want to give your all at work? Because um, 
being a contributing member of society is important to me. Okay, cool. That's probably closer to a value. So being a contributing member of society is something that you value um, internally, you know, like, and work is the expression of that. And, you know, you want to do that. So you want to, you know, be in shape so that you have higher energy and there's, you know, all other sorts of benefits from being fit, but you get the idea. So you really want to start to like drill in and get to the root causes of why you want to do things and document it out, you know, write down the, this path that you took of like why and why and why and why, because you can reflect on it and say, oh yeah, this is why I want to do this because I'm the type of person that likes to be a positive contributing member of to society because that is important to me. That is at my core. That's why I am, am doing this fitness. Cool. Um, so an, that, I mean, that's really important to have that overall framework, but typically in a lot of cases, especially when we're adding new routines, you know, uh, meditation is another good example. The effects and the benefits are pretty long-term, you know, like you don't sit down the first time you meditate and stand up the Buddha. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just not really how it works. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, grind, so to speak. There's a lot of time on task that just has to be put in where, you know, I remember when I first started meditating, you know, like it was a flood of thoughts and I was like, well, that didn't do anything. Now I'm just worked up, you know, now instead of quieting my mind, my mind just, you know, downpoured on me and I feel anxious and, you know, broken and like something's wrong with me, but you gotta, you can stick with the why, but it's important to also think about instant gratification. So humans, as I've said in other episodes, are real bad at planning for the long term. And so one of the methods that we can use to kind of create some short-term wins for us is, is a method called temptation bundling. Um, and there's some really great research on about, about this, but the gist is that you take something that you already want to do, you already have a craving, a solid habit loop developed for, and you couple it with this new routine. And so we can use uh, running and Netflix is, is a great example. So I already love to binge Netflix shows. Um, you know, I'm guilty as charged, but I don't feel guilty at all because I just enjoy doing it sometimes. So let's say I want to start running. I've got my why. It, for me, you know, let's say that my core why is because I want to have energy to play with my kids because playing with my kids is important. So now I need to like temptation bundle it to give me a little extra juice so I can get some short-term rewards going because I know my brain's going to be real bad at understanding the long-term impacts of, of a healthy running lifestyle on, on playing with my kids. So I bundle it with Netflix or a podcast and I say I can only binge watch Netflix on the treadmill when I'm running. And or, or I can start, like I have to start the show there and I have to do at least X, whatever the routine that I've decided, you know, in, in the case of energy, it really only takes like 10 minutes to spike energy. So if that's all I want, you know, then, that, then that's all I need to do. But what you do is you couple those. And so it's really important, as I've, I mentioned in the previous episode, cues, habits are super powerful, but very delicate. 
So, you know, if, if you remove that relationship between these, this temptation bundle that you've created, you can destroy the relationship entirely. So if I start just letting myself, you know, binge watch network Netflix without getting on the treadmill or doing a run or whatnot, whatever the routine is that I decide to couple with it, my brain is very quickly going to say like, yep, don't need to do that in order to get this craving, um, you know, reward from Netflix. So why, why, why do we need to do that? So you really want to consciously pair them. So every time you start running and then you get Netflix, you run, then you get Netflix or you run while you get Netflix. And so you, you start to like, just pair those up each time. And pretty soon your brain is like, Oh, running means Netflix. Awesome. And so you associate them. So then you, you formed this. And so that's, that's one way of kind of getting that, that habit loop started and really coupling that craving and taking advantage of an existing habit or an existing craving and using it to leverage one of your new habits that you want to create. So another one that you can use and to, to, to kind of build in a reward for this routine, it's pretty basic. You're going to measure your progress. The human brain loves progress, especially if you're like me and you're, you know, like a type three on the Enneagram, you're, you know, you crave achievement. Measuring your progress is going to be a great way to give you instant feedback and tracking, you know, like I use habit trackers all the time. Um, you know, I also track my runs, you know, using this example, but I have a habit tracker that's just checking a box and man, oh man, does checking a box feel fantastic. I don't know about you guys, but I get like a nice little dopamine hit just checking the box. And so I know running or doing one of my other daily habits, meditation, journaling, um, you know, I get to check the box and that's my little reward. Um, so, you know, that's critical to think about when you're, when you're implementing this new routine. The, the other aspect is the cue, right? So we've got the routine. That's what we're thinking about introducing. We've, we've, worked on our rewards. We've got this long-term why that we can tie back to and use as, you know, visualization and motivation and everything like that. We've got some temptation bundling we can pull from, you know, measuring our progress, tracking, um, in our, in our habits 101 course on, on habit better. We, we dig into that more. Um, the other part is cues, right? So cues come in five flavors. We discussed it last time. We got people, places, uh, time, emotion, and preceding action. Again, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, please go back, do that, because we talk about these in depth. But when we're introducing this, we need to have a cue. One of my favorite cues is good old-fashioned alarm on my watch. Um, the other way, so, so you can use an alarm on a watch. Every time I go to X place, like the library, I do this. Um, that can be a nice cue. Um, emotional cues are a little more intense to manipulate, but it's still possible. Um, you know, the good old, like, you know, string on your finger type of scenario can be good for emo like handling emotional cues. A lot of it is also when doing emotional cues, writing down like your affirmations in the morning and making one of those tied to your new habit. So for instance, like when I get upset, I blank. And, and this is something that's, that's known as an implementation intention. And we'll wrap up the episode kind of with that. Before we jump to that, there's another way of kind of creating a cue with your habit audit. And so I mentioned this briefly before we talked about the habit audit with an unhelpful habit in helping look at the cue and the routine. 
So now when we want to create a new helpful habit, we can go back to our habit audit and look at our existing routines and figure out like where do we want to insert in our existing workflow this new routine. And we can say like, okay, maybe after I brush my teeth, maybe I'm not great at flossing. And confession, I only got good at flossing like, you know, sadly in my 30s. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I, it's not like I never flossed or anything, but I wasn't consistent. So, you know, how do, it's an easy example to say, like, when I brush my teeth, I floss, period, end of story, like, always going to happen. Um, and, but, you know, it could be for running, you know, like, maybe it's after my morning alarm, I put on my running shoes, and I go for a run. Um, or, you know, whatever it is, the idea is to, to stack your habits use your audit, use, take advantage of an existing queue routine to queue up a new routine and, and to really stack those habits together so that you can take advantage of that existing habit loop to drive a new habit loop. Um, and this really works well for creating a, you know, a nice morning routine. And we've, t I've talked about morning routines in the first episode. So you can go back to that and, and kind of draw on those principles. But now we're just kind of zoomed out and looking at our whole day, you know, and like, what are all the different things that I do? Where can I insert things? Where am I going to replace things? You know, so an, another good use is, you know, we were replacing those unhelpful habits, but it, it, it gives you the ability to really manipulate your day and manip and, and by virtue of that, manipulate your whole life, right? Because most of our life is habits. So the last aspect of this creating a new habit is going to be our implementation intention. And this is where we are going to write it down in a one sentence plan. And this plan takes the form of uh, when X happens. So this is a cue. When there's the cue, comma, I will blank fill in the routine um, at blank place and blank time so that blank reward so it's a little hard to follow so I'll, I'll you know i'll give an example when my alarm goes off i will meditate for 10 minutes in my home office every day uh, first thing in the morning so that i can be every minute zen you know, so, so being every minute Zen is something I'm currently working on. Maybe it's just to be more present, but that, that's the format. So when there's the cue, I will do this routine and in, insert your measure here as well. So how are you measuring that routine? We talked about measuring progress is one of the important things. So, so when this cue happens, I will do this routine at this place, this frequency, so that this reward and that's your implementation intention. Um, and so you, you just want to write that down because that's going to be your, you know, that's going to be your guide. That's your North Star, right? Um, and ideally that reward is, is you've got some, maybe some temptation bundling there. You've got your why tied to your values, um, that root cause. So that's, you know, that's changing an unhelpful habit and, and creating a new helpful habit. 
uh, kind of building off of what we did last week. Um, I hope that was useful. Uh, please feel free to reach out with questions. Uh, you can you can reach me on my email at sean.miles at habitbetter.com. And, or you can, you know, inst- DM us on Instagram, reply to a post, whatever. Uh, just don't hesitate to reach out with questions, comments, funny stories, um, and, and, and how we can really help you have it better. So have a wonderful rest of your day, and we will see you next week.